You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Viz podcast, episode number 20, Pricing Pitfalls to Avoid, with our special guest, Kristen Kaplan. Kristen is a business planning and strategy coach, and today we are talking all about everyone's favorite topic, how to make more money, honey. Let's go. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Viz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator, Renee Dallow, and blogger and social media strategist, Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready, because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. I am Renee Dallow, and I'm here, as always, with my lovely co-host, Mindy Marzik. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Renee? I'm good. I'm good. Today we have a very special guest. I want to say an old friend of mine, but that makes us both sound old, so I won't. I'll say I've known her for a very long time. The lovely, lovely Kristen Kaplan. Hello, hello. Thank you guys for having me. Hi. I'm so excited you're on the podcast. I know, me too. I'm pumped. Ah, Kristen and I first met on the interwebs Ooh. back in the day. That's how Renee and I met too. So many friends from the interwebs, you guys. I love it. I feel like all my friends right now are from the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's called life of an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's called. Um, so, Kristen, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I began my career in the wedding industry. I planned weddings and events for ten years, and then somewhere in there, after a few years of doing that, I would have people kind of approach me, ask me for help with their businesses, and you know figuring out how to better have a more successful wedding business of their own. So I kind of loosely started mentoring people that way. And in the last few years, that really started blowing up. And I found that I truly loved teaching other people. And a few years ago now, because this is how you and I met, Renee, Mm -hmm. um, back when Periscope was a thing for five minutes, I started talking a lot on Periscope about business strategy, but specifically about pricing. And that really grew a specific side of my business all around pricing and profitability. So now I'm actually full-time in the coaching and consulting world and plan my last wedding for now, last year. And it's been a really cool ride just being able to help other businesses become more profitable and more sustainable. I love that. I actually didn't realize that you weren't actively planning anymore. I no. think I missed that transition. I it was cut last year I had a wedding last fall and I kept I got a few inquiries and I kept going back and forth on whether I should take them or not, but I kind of figured let me just give it a year or two to just focus on consulting and see where it goes. And if I want to get back to weddings, great, I'll do it. So I could keep telling people I'm like, I'm on hiatus. I don't want to say yet that I love it. Yeah. Done. Yeah, Because I don't want to necessarily be done, but I was like, I need a year or two to just really focus on this and see where it goes. It's so smart. So you have KristenKaplan.com and you have Wedding Business Bosses. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I also teamed up with Ginny Kraus, who she and I met online as well. And <laughs> we started a Facebook group and a Facebook community called the Wedding Business Bosses. So that is a place where wedding pros can go to you know, find community, especially surrounding the business side of their weddings, because we really noticed that there wasn't, there's a lot of people talking about how to plan weddings or how to shoot photography, how to do all these things, but there wasn't as much wedding biz talk several years ago. So Mm -hmm. that's why we started that. And um, that is kind of our place where we hang out on Facebook to talk 
all stuff wedding business. I love it. So back in the day of Periscope, when you started talking about pricing, um, I remember feeling so many, so many feelings when you started talking about pricing, because uh, at the time, I, and I've told you this before, like, I thought I was doing pretty well. I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm very successful. And then uh, you sort of broke down you know, the nuts and bolts of how we should be pricing. And I remember listening to one of your periscopes or watching one of your periscopes one day and being like, oh, I have work to do. So why do you think, I mean, we're talking today about pricing pitfalls to avoid, but why do you think there is such a huge difference in wedding industry pricing? Well, truthfully, I think it comes from the very low barrier to entry of the wedding industry. I mean, theoretically, anyone can have a wedding business and a lot, you know, especially with planners and photographers and a few other things, all you need is a website and a camera or, yeah, you that's know, so true. And so everybody kind of dives into this industry without a lot of knowledge or research. And especially on the business side, most people that start wedding businesses are doing it because they love to bake cakes or make flower arrangements or plan. And they're not thinking about the business side of things. So as a result, you have all these people coming into the industry that don't really know a lot about things like what you should charge <laughs> and how to make money. And then we end up with kind of a, a difficulty in the whole industry around making money because kind of everyone's just sort of diving in here with without the background that they probably need to to be truly profitable and sustainable. Yeah, I feel like nobody really talks about like making a business plan. Nope. Figuring out what you're supposed to charge. We all just go with like, I love this. I should be able to be paid for this. Exactly. And like, let me throw up a website right now and tell all my friends and woohoo, I'm a wedding planner. And in theory, right. that's great. <laughs> but that's why like three, four years down the line, I've got people coming to me going, why am I not making money? I'm like, because you kind of <laughs> skipped a few steps there. <laughs> right. I think yeah. at the beginning, it's it feels very scary to sit down and write a business plan. At oh, least it yes. did for me. Yeah. Everyone hates that word. But I, I'm such a big believer in business plans. And a lot of what I do with my clients is essentially creating a business plan. We just don't like to call it that because that's not very sexy. <laughs> but, do you have a sexier name for it? Well, I am coming out with, I have, I call it my business accelerator program. So it's ah. kind of my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And I'm about to kind of dial that down into a course soon. But that I've found it, we touch on a lot of those key issues with my clients. Cause yeah, you don't, people don't sit down and really think about a concrete strategy of who they're going to be targeting and how they're going to find those people and what they need to price to actually make money and just all of these little facets that are kind of important for business. Yeah. Like these are kind of the behind the scenes things that when you're starting a business, you don't know that other people are going through. Like you mm -hmm. said, like people just think you need to throw up a website and join a few Facebook groups and that's it. You're going to get clients and you're going to figure it all out. But there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that people don't know about. Yeah. And I also think at the beginning, people are like, well, that person seems like they know what they're doing and they're charging X amount of dollars. So I'll just, I'll just do the same, but $500 less. Oh yes. That is probably my biggest pet peeve in all the land. And it's, it is how everybody starts charging is they just look around and, oh, that, that looks like a good number. Sounds great. And then they just, go forward with that. Or as you said, worse than that, because they actually undercut it from there. And that's kind of the first big pitfall I'd say that people do is they start basing their pricing on what other people are charging. And without sitting down and thinking about their business and what do they need to charge? Because again, every business is different. Every business operates differently. Some people have teams, some people don't. Every, you know, re different regions have different 
you know, standards of living. Like, there's so many different factors that go into what your price should be that just looking around going, hey, they're charging $2,000. So I guess I'll charge $1,500. Sounds good. And also something you said, and this was, again, back in the Periscope days, is, has stuck with me this whole time. You said just looking around at other people and thinking, I'll charge what they're charging is never going to make you successful because you have no idea if that person you're emulating is actually profitable. Yes. That's the biggest thing I've learned in coaching and consulting people. And I do a lot of surveys of people in the wedding industry. And the biggest thing I find is that, guess what? Nobody's making money or a lot of people aren't. And that's kind of the big secret of the industry is that so many people are barely skating by, barely paying themselves anything if they're even profitable and no one's really talking about it. And that's kind of why Renee started talking about it on Periscope. Cause I was like, Hey guys, uh-huh. we need to start talking about this and, and kind of coming together as a community and discussing it because everyone's just kind of got their blinders on and they're doing what they think is best, which is just kind of basing their price on everybody else, but everybody else isn't making money. So this isn't working. It's so true. And I also think too, and especially now, I think it's actually gotten worse since back in the Periscope day, because now we have this illusion that everyone's so successful because of Instagram and social media has really upped their game. I mean, like back in the Periscope day, I think my Instagram was like photos of my dogs and what I ate for lunch. Like I would never do that today. Today, it's all like high-end photos of weddings I've done. And to someone on the outside, they might be like, oh, she's killing it. But you just never know. You don't know someone's bank account, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. I've had a lot of clients come to me and people that I thought were killing it and they come and start working with me and I realize very quickly they're not. <laughs> and uh, it's wonderful to be able to help them. But that's something I just wish everyone talked about in the wedding industry more is that, hey, a lot of people aren't making money. So if you're finding that you're not profitable, don't freak out. It's okay. You can get there, but stop looking at what everybody else is doing because it doesn't matter. Like they're probably not making money either. Yeah. Can I just tell you something that drives me crazy is when I'm in a Facebook group with wedding professionals and someone says like, I have a client who's in desperate need of a DJ. They have a $500 budget and there's people stepping all over themselves to take this gig. And I'm looking at this, like, you're going to lose money on this. Why do, why do you think people do that? Oh, I totally agree with you. That drives me insane when I see it, see it happening. Cause you're right. You just look at it going. There's no way they're going to make a profit on that. Why would they do that? Yeah, why would they do that? And they're they're also undercutting, you know, yeah. all the other people who are charging, actually charging for their, what they're worth. Yeah, so two thoughts on this. First, as far as why they're doing it, I think, again, it's that low barrier to entry and everyone's so desperate to get their foot in the door that you have these huge pools of people uh, that are brand new, always kind of flowing into the industry that are willing to take those gigs and take them for nothing because they want the experience. But what they don't understand is... When they do that, you're kind of pulling the whole market down because if you have all of these people at the bottom that are driving prices lower and lower and lower to where they're completely not sustainable to have a business that makes any money, then it makes it so much harder for the people that are actually charging a decent rate for something that allows them to be profitable and sustainable. It makes it so much harder for them to have a real business. So you have all these new people coming in saying, well, it's okay. I'm just going to do this for a little while. I'll just undercut for a little while or take that $500 gig for now because later I'm going to jack up my prices and I'm going to make tons of money. It's like, no, guess what? Because by the time you're ready to do that, there's now thousands more people coming to the industry doing what you just did. Yeah. You. And it's just this cycle that doesn't really want to end because you always have this issue. And that's where 
at least I feel like there's been a lot more education in the industry in recent years and a lot more people starting to talk about treating your business seriously, not just Mm -hmm. in pricing, but in your marketing and Renee, like you said, you know, treating your Instagram strategy seriously and, and all of these things. So I think we're starting to get better about focusing on the business side of it and treating it like a real business in all ways and forms. But I think that's something, again, that we just have to keep talking about and educating other new vendors that, hey, I know that seems like it's a good idea right now because you're really desperate for business, but it's going to be really hard to break out of that kind of budget mentality later. That is so true. Yeah, especially if you haven't done that work on your business because you're not just going to wake up one day and 10x your rates and people are just going to pay them. It doesn't work no. that way. <laughs> Listen, when I, in my first year, I had this idea and it's a bad idea. So if you're listening, don't emulate this idea. But in my first year, I had this idea that I would book like three weddings at a $900 price point, which for Los Angeles is, and even five years ago, that was low. And I thought I'm going to book five weddings at 900, then I'm going to bump it up. And those were like, to me at that moment, 900 was like, okay, I'm going to get like, this is a payday, right? Whatever. Yeah. But then one of the weddings I did for 900, you know, they all went very well, but one of the weddings that I did for 900 had, um, it was a same sex couple, two, two brides and each one of them had a groomsman, um, and they were engaged and they were like, we want to hire you for our wedding. And I was like, great, let me know when you're ready to start planning. Well, they contacted me a year and a half later and they were like, we, we got engaged. We're ready to start planning. We want, we want to hire you. And I was like, great, here are my rates. And a year and a half later, they were competitive with my market. And they wrote back saying, we thought you were $900. Hmm. You're like, I was. <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, I was. I mean, that was a year and a half ago. And now I've done like 50 weddings since then. Like, it's not, that's not going to be possible. And they were like, oh, we thought you were a budget planner. And like my heart broke into a million pieces. <laughs> so it's like, you can't, not, not that that's a, like a dirty word, but that's not how I wanted to be known. And, and I thought, oh, I really kind of shot myself in the foot with that first, the, that first sort of bad choice back in the day. Yes, exactly. And when you think about it, just in terms of other businesses, I always compare it to like the auto industry. You know, Kia can't come out tomorrow with a $150,000 car. No one's going to buy it because they have (laughs) their name around being the affordable (laughs) car company. So if you're going to go into this trying to undercut the market and get your foot in the door by being crazy affordable, almost too affordable, then again, you're not just going to wake up one day and be like, and now I'm going to 10 10x my rates and it's all going to be fine. Like, especially if you haven't done all that strategic business work behind the scenes to get there, which is kind of the issue everyone keeps having and why four or five years into their careers, they're like, this isn't working. What's, why isn't this working? And I'm like, cause you missed some steps. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. What do you think about, um, you know, since we're talking about the undercutting thing, mm-hmm. what do you think about in, in your local market? If if you see someone who you know is undercutting, is, is there any like polite way to bring that up or to oh, address it? I feel like that's so hard. I'm the type where for the most part, I stop worrying about it so much because I think in the beginning, everyone's like, when you do start charging a competitive rate, you see all the undercutters, you're like, oh, what are they doing? And you start freaking out over it. And then I was yeah. like, I'm not going to, I realized quickly, A, Many of these people are going to be out of business in two years anyway, so they're not going to be my competition for long if they keep on this path. So I stopped really worrying too much about it because 90% of them disappeared anyway. Um, But then there was a few that I noticed, you know, that would come along and stick around and kind of keep at it. And, um, And I think the only thing, and I think it just comes from if you're friends with them, being able to say, hey, you know, I noticed that you're charging X, like, how's that going for you? Because you know, I really learned myself that when I raised my rates, I was able to book, 
you know, much better clients that really valued my services more and valued my business more and that treated me better, that had a lot more respect for me. I was able to do cooler things on wedding days because I was working with better budget. So just kind of encouraging other people in a positive way that it might help them a lot if they thought about raising their rates. It's not a bad thing. I like that. I like the positive side of it. Yeah, I feel like lecturing people never works well. I've tried that too. <laughs> oh, no. And you know what? Like you could talk to these people until your face is blue, but they're still just going to keep coming and coming and coming. Exactly. There's always going to be a wave of them for the most part. But I think as a whole, you know, the more the industry talks about it and the more the industry kind of comes together and we aren't so scared of talking about numbers and pricing, I think it just helps everybody realize, oh, okay, like that's what I should be charging. Because that was another point too, Renee, was that I think you had mentioned once was you know, no one knew what everybody else was charging. It was kind of this coveted secret that nobody talked about. So you kind of came in and sort of guessed based on their website, but like you really didn't know. And, and I think it helped when people started going, Hey, like, let's be a little more open about our pricing. We did that in Nashville. Actually, there was, uh, we have the Nashville wedding planners group, which is a kind of a local community of wedding planners here. And um, we had a couple of just pricing roundtables, obviously. (laughs) Obviously, I I led them. But um, (laughs) once I started talking about this, they too were like, hey, can you come talk to all of us? And I'm like, sure. So we and we would sit there and we went around the room and we're like, where's everybody at? Like, let's, you know, we're not trying to like price fix or anything, but like, let's try and gauge like where we're at as a market and maybe how we can do better. And if, you know, 90% of this room isn't making any money, then like, maybe we should figure that out and start encouraging each other to all have sustainable, profitable businesses and not undercut each other. And I think it really helped open up the eyes of everyone in Nashville to what was going on and saying like, oh yeah, I should be charging more because this is, look at how great that person's doing. And it's because they're charging more. So maybe I should try that too. And it really did help. So how should people because uh, I know everyone listening now is probably like in a cold sweat thinking like, oh God, I'm doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> trust me, I've been there. Just it was mine was back in 2015 on Periscope. Um, what do you think about people calculating their pricing? Like what's your what's your philosophy on it? So you really have to start with the end in mind. I think it's so important to look at what you need first for your own life and your own business. Because after all, why are you doing this if it's not going to support your life in the way that you want it to. So I think you need to take a good hard look at, okay, what is the amount of money that I want to make? What Mm -hmm. do I want my take home salary to be and start there and then work backwards and look at, okay, now that I know that number, how many weddings do I think I could honestly realistically handle every year? Or do I want to handle? Because in the early side of my career, I was like, I can do 40 weddings a year. And later I was like, ah, 10 is good. <laughs> it's so funny. I was just going to say that the first time I heard you talk about this, I was like, I'm going to do 35 weddings next year. And then one year I had like 28 and I thought I was going to die. Yes. I was like, okay, can't do 28. Yeah. 35 is never going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that was my cardinal mistake that I made when I first started was I did make a business plan and do all these things and calculate it all. But I calculated it based on doing like 40 weddings a year, which was Um, not possible, as we all know. We were so young and so optimistic. I know. I know. (laughs) Well, I think that it's important to talk about how you're going to make mistakes in your business, period. Oh, yeah. yeah. No matter what happens, you're going to screw up some kind of pricing. You're going to undercharge in one area. You're going to take on too many events. Like, let's just get that out of the way because, like, we're trying to give advice on what not to do and what to do, but obviously everyone has to like, you know, live that walk their own path. And I've made mistakes, you know, we've all kind of made mistakes. So it's okay to make mistakes and learn from them. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Kristen, like what let's let's do some concrete examples of how someone can can figure out what they need to be charging in order to, you know, make the money that they need to survive and thrive. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, once you got to know that number, that salary number, uh, that's a key thing to keep in mind. And then thinking about, OK, how many let's say you decide, OK, I want to be able to make $50,000 a year doing 10 weddings a year. Mm-hmm. the other big number you have to know is what your expenses are which is right. another thing I think people put their heads in the sand about how much money they're spending <laughs> on their business true, true. my hand my hand is raised even today so. <laughs> yeah it's a tough one yeah I think people t- when I work with people will kind of crunch these numbers and they'll first tell me one number and I'm like well let's just add it all up and then we start looking at everything and they're like oh oh that counts I'm like if you yes if you pay for it for your business it is a business expense <laughs> you do have to count it so then we start looking at that and it's it's always eye-opening for everybody um but that's another key number that you have to have because then once I mean that's once you know those three key numbers it's very easy to sit there and say okay income minus expenses you know or this is it's a simple equation which I have the whole equation um, I have a pricing workbook that goes into it in detail, but it really is just simple math, guys, to figure out what, if I'm doing 10 weddings, this is what I need to charge to make enough to cover my expenses and my salary. And then hopefully you want a little extra. I always try to have people take that that number and multiply it by 1.2 or 1.3 to give themselves a little bit of extra for, so they have money to pay taxes because that's mm-hmm. also important. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because I have made that mistake before about not thinking too clearly about how much I was going to owe in taxes and suddenly getting a very large tax bill. Like on the plus side, I made a lot more money that year than I've been planning on. But the minus side is I didn't pay enough taxes because I wasn't paying attention to it. So making sure you have enough coming in to cover your taxes. And then you always want a little leftover to reinvest in your business, whether that's, you know, some new educational opportunities or, you know, that's the kind of money you can start to save up to hire assistance and help and things like that. So, right. It's really, it's some key, it's just a few key numbers and that's all you, all you have to know. But I think the hard part for most people is not so much the numbers itself, but I think people really are scared to do the math sometimes. And so they just sort of stick their heads in the sand and they're like, that's all right. I'll figure that out. It doesn't really matter how much I'm making or I have a rough idea that's good and close enough. And, and that's where they get stuck because they don't want to actually sit there and look at, Ooh, I actually have to charge three times what I'm charging to make the kind of money I want to make. And I also tell people, don't freak out though. Don't, you don't have to go like triple your rates tomorrow. <laughs> I know that's scary, but at least that gives you an idea of what you have to be working towards. And if you want to make that salary, all right, I got to start inching my way up there if that's where I want to be because mm-hmm. you can't keep playing down at the bottom low end prices. If you're ever going to make decent salaries in this business. Yeah. I'll say the first time I, I bought Kristen's pricing workbook and I sat down and did the work, which honestly, for me, the hardest part was actually um, like figuring out every single one of my expenses, Mm -hmm. because this was before I was using QuickBooks and I had like a spreadsheet method that was horrible because I'm bad at bookkeeping. And um, that was like, took the most time to like sort through everything and be like, okay, what am I paying for? Like, what are my advertisement costs? Like, what are all the hard costs? Right. Mm -hmm. The first time I did it, I was like, oh, I'm not making enough money. And, and then I made a plan, you know, on how to increase my revenue. So it's like what Kristen was saying is like, you don't have to wake up the next day and be like, oh man, I have to charge five times everything. It's like, you just have to sort of take baby steps to getting where you know you need to go. And then also it really, it really sort of encouraged me to cut down on my expenses. Yes. You know, after I did the the pricing workbook the first time I went paperless, 
Um, I was like, oh, I'm spending too much money on staple like at Staples. Like, what am I buying like reams of paper for? You know, I still have some, but for all my weddings now, we use tablets instead of paper. So kind of it, it kind of uh, really encouraged me to look at all the aspects of my business and where I could make improvements overall. Yeah. And I think it forces you too to look at that, you know, ROI and th- on things like advertising and whatnot yep. and get clear on, am I truly getting my investment back on these things? Are they truly worthwhile so that you're not just spending money for no reason? I mean, I've heard from countless people that when we sit down and crunch those numbers and I'm looking at some advertising costs that they've been spending for years and I'm like, have you ever gotten a wedding from these websites? I think we know some of the ones I'm talking about. But, yes, we do. And, you know, they'll sit there and go, I don't think so. But I, but I feel like I just have to have the ad. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no you don't. Like, don't spend money on things that you don't need, please. Because then that's more in your pocket at the end of the day. Yeah. And I'll also say too, like, if you're listening and you're someone who's been in business for 10 years and you're like, I'm good, maybe just sit down with the workbook and do it anyway. Cause I try to do it about every six months because things change, right? Yeah. Uh, Hard costs will change. Just how many weddings you want to do per year will change. And so the pricing workbook is something I go back to over and over. So we'll include a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I created it the way I did. Cause I, I encourage people. I'm always like, Hey guys, like revisit it. That's the point of it. So that you're constantly aware of what these costs are and not, you might get to a place that you're happy, but then dig your head back in the sand and that's not very useful. So you want to be kind of always have a good pulse on the finances in your business and what you have to be charging to get to where you want to go. I love it. So Kristen, you mentioned a little bit earlier about your um, accelerator, which is now becoming something else. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So my business accelerator program is a three month one-on-one coaching program. And, but I have a lot of people that obviously come to me and say, I, I want that, but I can't afford it. Um, I can't afford one-on-one coaching. So especially because I do have a lot of people that are newer to the industry and I want to be able to help them too. So I'm boiling that down into a course and I kind of ran a beta version of it called Profit Bootcamp uh, in May. And that was more pricing geared, but I really realized when I ran that, that there were so many people that needed help beyond just the numbers and they really needed help connecting all of these other pieces such as, okay, how does your ideal client relate to your pricing strategy? And now that you know what kind of client you want to go after, how do you find them? And, and again, it really is just creating a business plan at the end of the day um, and, and putting all these pieces into alignment so that you can actually book the kind of clients you want to book. So all of that's kind of being boiled down to now it's going to be a six week bootcamp called Profit Planning Bootcamp, where we're really just creating a business and profit plan and action plan for your business to say, hey, these are all the pieces that we need to get aligned. Now that we've got that ready to go, let's create kind of a 90 day action plan of the key things we got to focus on on our business because, you know, we all get stuck working in our business and kind of Uh forget the other stuff. So here's the stuff we need to focus on in our business so that people can really figure out the actual steps to get traction in their business and grow and not keep sort of spinning their wheels, working with clients they don't really want to be working with and not making enough money. So Profit Planning Bootcamp is going to be launching in just a few weeks in September. I love that. I love the 90-day plan. Yes, because that, that was the other piece I realized is even when people sort of got some of these business plan pieces together, then they'd be like, well, now what? <laughs> what, do I, what do I do? So I think it's important to also sit down and say, all right, what are my key objectives right now that are going to get me get my business to that next step and that next level? What do those look like? Let's break those down into easy action steps, put them on an actual calendar or in a project management system, which I'm a huge proponent of, and actually start executing them so that we're not forgetting about all those business tasks 
and just getting lost working in our businesses and not really getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. I love it. So is it going to be like a live, like a guided course or is it recorded or? It's going to be recorded videos combined with um, a Facebook group and some live versions as well. So there's going to be some oh, live cool. Q and A's and things like that. So during the six weeks, I'll be helping guide everyone through each of the, every week there'll be a new couple of lessons that are dropped. And so helping people work through those. Um, but it is something where if you want to work on that fast paced, you can have a solid business plan and action plan in six weeks. Or if you're someone that wants to take it slowly, then you can take it more slowly and kind of work through it at your own pace. So hopefully that will help everyone that's kind of been stuck on this stuff, but is like, I just am not at a place where I can afford one-on-one coaching. Yeah, I feel like that describes a lot of people because when you're just starting out, obviously it would be great to have a personal coach that you could call whenever you needed a little help with something. This seems like a good in-between between having nothing at all, having no guidance at all, and having some one-on-one coaching. So very cool. I love the idea of this. Thank you. And I really, it comes back to to the business planning thing because I know they're not sexy. Everybody's scared of them, but this was my way of being (laughs) like, hey, let's like plan out those key steps in your business in a fun way (laughs) and with other people supporting you so that you do have these pieces aligned because they are important at the end of the day. Yeah. And I love that you tackle the ideal client avatar only just because when I was starting, everyone kept, people would ask me like, what's your ideal client? And I was like, anyone who would like to pay me because when you're, (laughs) right. Because when you're starting, you just want the experience. Yeah. But then once you're in it for a little while, you're like, oh, maybe I actually do need to like drill this down and see who I actually do really enjoy or, you know, who has the best relationship. And a lot of times I think, and this is no knock on, um, on her because I do love her. Jasmine Starr does this whole thing about her ideal client where she like talks about this like fictional person who like makes soap out of goat milk and like lives on a farm or whatever. And when she does that whole spiel, I'm always like, that sounds ridiculous to me. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder sometimes if that, like, how do you know that exists though? (laughs) It doesn't, that person doesn't exist. Like I want to, like, I need a real thing like not like some I don't know I mean she she's killing it and she's doing great work and if that works for her people fantastic but the first time I heard her say that was like in a very small room where she was like talking to a small group of us and I kind of had this look on my face like she does what now what is happening (laughs) is that really your ideal client I mean it probably is for her but I just thought I need something a little more actionable so I love that you drill it down and have 90 days and there's a a lot of guidance because I feel like if I hear that and go off on my own and try to come up with something, it would be like some unicorn fantasy thing right. that doesn't you can't really find in real life, you know? Right. And I feel like one of the big mistakes too with pricing people make is they go, oh, my ideal client is this luxury high-end wedding, you know, or bride, oh. uh, blah, 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 blah. But then they're charging $1,000. And I'm like, do you really think you are going to attract someone who has half a million dollars to spend on a wedding with yeah. your $1,000 price tag? No, Listen, <laughs> we can do an entire other podcast on the quote unquote luxury market because the, I have like, so I have a lot of feelings only just because everyone wants to have luxury market. Everyone wants that. Yeah. It's like, it's like 4% of the wedding industry. Right. And you like, can come still on, make guys. plenty of money just working regular wedding budgets. That's what yes. I did. I didn't want the luxury market either. I just didn't want to deal with those types of clients. And I found a nice happy medium of like people that were spending between like 60 and like hundred and twenty thousand dollars and yep that was my market and I loved that market and yep. and there's so many more of them. Yeah exactly <laughs> it's a much larger percentage. Anyway that's a whole other yeah, Oprah. We'll have to do that Oprah. one one day. <laughs> so Kristen tell us first of all we want to give our audience all of the ways to find you but first of all tell everyone how they can find out more about this course. Because I think it launches today, right? Oh yes today is coming out. Um, so you can go to kristenkaplan.com slash P slash 
PPB for Profit Planning Bootcamp waitlist. So PPB waitlist. And it'll also, um, if you just go to my main website, kristinkaplan.com, it'll be right it's right at the front top of that as well. Um, and that's where you can learn everything you want to know about the course and see if it's a good fit for you. And I hope you'll, cons- if you're lacking in that business planning department, <laughs> hopefully you'll think about it because I really think that having those pieces aligned in your business, that was what made the difference for me. And finally, working with my ideal clients, getting people to pay me what I wanted them to pay me. It was really figuring out those pieces and getting them to work together. So um, business plans are important, even if they're unsexy. (laughs) But you make them sexy. I'm trying. Yes. (laughs) You're bringing it back. You're bringing it back. And then so also on Facebook, they can find you on Wedding Business Bosses, correct? Is that an open group? Yes, it's a totally open free group. So if you search for just Wedding Business Bosses, um, you can request to join. And we have lots of different fun conversations going on in there all about the back end of your wedding business and marketing and all kinds of stuff. Uh, So that's a great place to connect with me and my uh, co-partner in that, Ginny Krause. And and yeah, if you're interested in the pricing workbook, that's just an easy one, thepricingworkbook.com. And then Kristen, you also have a podcast of your own. Yes, mine is called Planning Planning for Profit. So if you want to learn more about profit and pricing and running a lean, efficient business, that's the kind of stuff I talk about over there. And you can listen to my episode too, episode number 22. Yes, Renee was on there. So definitely check that out. No, that was so much fun. And I love that we talked all about boundaries in your business and saying no, because everyone has a terrible time with that too. They do. I love your podcast because I love how actionable it is, especially when the pricing episodes come up. It's just like, I'm always like driving or walking the dogs thinking, oh, as soon as I get back to my office, I have to start doing all these things. And it's great. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Well, it's funny because we were all talking before we pressed record that, you know, we only we're only like 18, 19 episodes into this podcast, but far and away, our most popular episode has been the one about pricing. Yep. So (laughs) definitely something that people want to talk about. So again, Thank you so much for coming on, Kristen, and sharing all of this wonderful information with our audience. Well, thank you, ladies, for having me. Thanks, Kristen. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Yeah, bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.